The difference between a 3% rate and a 7% rate is hundreds of dollars. The real estate industry has been kind of holding out, waiting to see whether Federal Reserve was going to be lowering rates, and that is going to create more demand in the marketplace. We should title this episode the Seth's Nerd Brain episode. Seth, Seth Nerd Brain. You locked yourself into your house because of your rate. That has kept a lot of people from selling their home. As rates go down, these two things are going to collide. There is a chance that this whole market could get blown open again. We've now in the real estate industry have been like through this massive roller coaster and we are hopeful that things are on its way down. Welcome back to Millennia, the no BS real estate solutions for millennials, entertaining you while facing real life issues and giving you the tools, resources, and know-how to keep you moving up towards your housing goals. We're your hosts, Janineski and Seth Lejeune, coming out of the greater Philadelphia area, and we are Millennia. Welcome back to Millennia. Up. Welcome back. Uh, you mentioned a quote the other day. Why don't you tell us what it was? For every 1% rates drop, 5 million buyers re-enter the market. That it was a Barbara Corcoran quote who I personally love. I think she is a wonderful human being. I would love to see her. Ooh, here's a new 2024 goal. Hey, Barbara Corcoran. Come on to our podcast. We would love to have you. <laughs> we were not able to find the like the statistical data for it, but the principle's right. That the lower the interest rates are, the easier it is for people to find the will to transact in real estate. It's also just common sense, to be honest. Well, it just makes cheaper. The lower the interest rates, the cheaper uh, real estate is, and it's basically just discount. So... You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, COVID and how how people were rushing to get homes. There were a lot of people doing that because of COVID, but there were a lot of people, you know, and, and the lifestyle and work from home and they needed a new home or they needed to move. But a lot of it had to do with the fact that interest rates were really, really low. They were at the 3%. And I even have a client who locked in at one point. Six two five percent. That one I haven't heard before. On, on a 15 year, on a huge, like huge house. And it was like a jumbo loan. No matter what happens in the market, don't expect them to resell. Yeah, yeah, that, that's not going to come up. But like a standard 30-year fixed conventional loan, which is what you would get if you buy a house in the United States, you were probably at about 2.75 to 3.25 there for about two and a half years. And then it, was, it made people think it was normal, you know, because like us millennials, that was when we were getting to the point of, I had already had my house by then, but still it was within that time frame of yeah. where our average millennial starts to buy, like buy the first house and whatnot. So they're kind of like, we're going into the home buying life with rates at like two, 3%, people thinking it's normal. It's like, That's oh, right. and it's all like a mindset thing of, you know, the psychology of you see rates at 3%, you see them go up to 5% and you're like, oh no, not that. And then you see them go up to 7% and then they're really like, oh God, really? No, not that. Yeah. But as soon as you go from seven back down to five, the psychology behind it is like, yeah, the relativity, yeah, the relativity it's like going is shopping on black Friday and seeing like, oh my God, it's on sale. It's, it's literally it's, like, just like marked up and the price is down. <laughs> literally the same price. The opposite has now taken place where the rates have gone up. Relativity is terrible. Prices of homes have gone up in general, just because time has gone marched forward, but the also interest have rates gone up because they are an asset and because because they they do they yeah do and it's and there's and there's demand for them like i always say like if we're selling yachts like that's a totally different thing but people need houses so there's always going to be value for them it's just a matter of the timing and the interest rates in the market timing of year which is what i mean but now what happened in 2022 the rates started creeping up and they went up faster than any other time in united states history so they went down to these historic lows in COVID because they wanted to make it very cheap to borrow money. 
they wanted it to be very cheap to keep the economic engine going because we had been, I mean, COVID was an unprecedented event of shutdown. They gave away a ton of money. You know, there's a whole political side to all this, whether they should have done it, shouldn't have done it. There's a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking about like, hey, should have they done this? Should have they done that? I honestly think that what they did in the beginning was good. They just did it for too long. They kept the rates way too low for way too long, which created a huge rush into real estate, which then created really a supply and demand. You basically have a bunch of people hunkering in their homes and then you make it really attractive to buy houses. Of course, it's gonna create a mismatch. There's not gonna be enough houses. Prices go up. Then we're running into problems with the amount of money flowing around, which is just a fancy way of saying inflation. And they had to raise rates. And now there has been an announcement that rates are capped. And now they are going to be coming back down. So we are on the downward slope, seemingly, unless something else happens in the market, of this roller coaster. And that's what Barbara is talking Which that about. that would never. That would never happen. No, but Barbara is absolutely right. If the now as rates go down, more people are going to enter the market. In 2022 and 2023, we saw a lot of people pull back and not want to buy anything because... Either A, they like really well, they just saw, couldn't afford it, or they B, saw what they, they could have gotten before, and then now well, they, and then they, they could have, but there's like the interest rates going up definitely caused people to just flat out not be able to afford the house that they were looking at before. True. And then the other one was it became too hard to afford it. The ability to borrow money became more expensive. So a $2,000 a month payment is now like a $3,400 payment just because of the interest rate. And like $1,400, is that's a, that's a hefty sum for a lot of people. I mean, I have people who are looking at, in this market, they're looking at $10,000, $11,000 mortgage payments. And they're like, yeah, we can, we can swing it, but... What? what do they do for a living? He works in securities and, and she's a HR director for some pharmaceutical company somewhere. So, Sheesh. but no, but I also work with like people who are, you know, 97%, you know, conventional and FHA. And yeah, I mean, uh, the, the difference between a 3% rate and a 7% rate is hundreds of dollars. And for them, that's a big jump. So the real estate industry has been kind of holding out, waiting to see whether the Federal Reserve is going to be lowering rates. It appears that they are topped out and they're going to be lowering rates. And that is going to create more demand in the marketplace. Have I talked to you about the rate lock effect? We should title this episode the Seth's Nerd Brain episode. Seth's Seth Nerd Brain. No, the rate lock effect. Other thing that happened when you lower rates to 3%, all the existing home buyers before 2020, before COVID, all these people have their, these mortgages. And so what they did when they saw rates were 3%, they did what's called a refinance. They refinanced, so they took their 4 or 5 or 6% rate that they got anywhere between 2013 and 2019, and they refinanced it and got that lower rate. So now what you have is, I think it's like over 65% of Americans have a mortgage of three and a half percent or less. Which, so in short, to have a short, rate lock effect, it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like is you lock yourself into your house because of your rate. Your and rate. Like and you, so, so the idea is, at least. yeah, psychologically and, and financially. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you have a 3% rate in the house that you're living in and you want to move, but then you have to go spend money at a 7% rate, it just doesn't make sense for someone to move. And so that has kept a lot of people from selling their home. And there's been a lot of buyers waiting for interest rates to come down. And Corcoran is talking about 
about as rates go down, these two things are going to collide. These rates are going to become more attractive for the three percenter holders to sell. It's going to be less to like walk away from and like give up. But also as money gets cheaper, i.e., you know, interest rates coming down, there is a chance that this whole market could get blown open again. And that's why she was saying that right now it's not a bad time to buy because if you wait for rates to come down, you're going to be competing against a lot. Well, of we talked people. about that a couple weeks ago too. So I was looking up a bunch of, I, again, me going down a rabbit hole as I'm doing my prep work for these episodes. I went down a big Barbara Corcoran rabbit hole. Again, love you. Come on. <laughs> people have asked her her take on, is right now a good time to buy? And there's some people saying that she's crazy for saying, yes, this is a great time to buy. Yep. Uh, but she is right because it depends on what you want and what's important to you. Like, do you not want competition? Because I've heard people say like, oh, but I don't want to deal with bidding wars, which that's a totally different topic entirely. But if that's the case, then get out there right now. But something I want to kind of get back to with what you said is, you know, sellers haven't sold because of the rate lock effect. What the Fed is doing, is that going to help support the inventory problem that we've been having? Okay, imagine the Fed lowers the rate and, and they go to 3% again the rate lock effect would be completely irrelevant because no, I'm not saying that's going to happen, (laughs) but to give an extreme example, if somebody is sitting on a 3% rate and the rates go to 3%, then all of a sudden that whole idea of like, I don't want to give up my rate. That all goes away. But the theory is, is that if it goes from seven to five, then it's like, okay, well, if I've got a 3% rate and I'm yeah, 5% rate, I know I'm not, I'm going to give up this great rate, but and this is stuff we always talk about. What are the other pain points? Like, does the person need more space? Are they getting divorced? They want to change school districts or whatever? Those considerations then become kind of more in play. But right now, the difference between a 3 and a 7% rate, like that's just too much for most people. So yeah, as those lately. rates come down, it's going to become more appetizing for people to sell. And that's going to be great for the economy and great for buyers because well, they are going to have more options. And that's going to put even more buyers out into the market too, though. So think and that's that the right. People, so like... Obviously, there have still been buyers since this has happened, since the rates went up. Just a lot of them, probably I would say, I don't have a statistic for it, but common sense would tell me that the majority of them are likely first-time home buyers or downsizers, whatever it may be, where you're paying cash, et cetera. That took up the buyer share. But now if we have sellers selling, that's just adding even more buyers into the pool. Well, it is, but it's also every every listing that comes up pulls a buyer out. As sellers come on the market, it will start satisfying that demand and getting people off the uh, buyers out of the market. Mm-hmm. And it's really just a very rarely is the market really ever balanced. It's usually you're in a buyer's market or a seller's market. We were really in a pretty balanced market in like 2017, 18, beginning of 19, 19 before COVID, everything started kind of getting tilted the wrong way. And a lot of that had to do with a lot of millennial home buyers coming online, meaning they started to become of age where they had the financial ability to buy. And then COVID just came in and just just, shit up. (laughs) Yeah, and just just messed everything up. We've now in the real estate industry have been like through this massive roller coaster and we are hopeful that things are on its way down. I know this was like kind of super technical what we talked about. I try to distill it down into terms that most people can understand. If you own a home, you definitely get what we're talking about because you were definitely paying attention to rates. You always pay attention to your rate when you buy a house. But if you don't own a home, and this is a little technical, and you have any questions, we're always around to answer them. I'm excited. I think it's going to be ultimately good for the economy for these rates to come down. I mean, they're starting to come down slowly but surely, something that people aren't really... At this point of recording, they've come from eight to seven, and I believe that has been over the last about 40 days. We're not saying that's a bad time to buy. It might not be the best time to sell, depending on your situation. 
But for somebody who's looking to buy, even at 7%, like you're still winning out because you can still refinance when those rates go when down. When those rates all, all go down. All right. So we hope it was beneficial. Hope that Seth's nerd brain <laughs> taught you something. I was here to look pretty and show off my favorite gift that I've ever been given. And it's really funny. You guys have any questions about any of this? You can find us at Millennia Podcast on Instagram. We are on there more than we probably should be. We're a little distractible. All right. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Millennia. For more information or to connect with us directly, you can always get a hold of us on Instagram at Millennia Podcast, double L, double N, or through each of our pages at Januski Gets It Done or at Ask Seth Anything. Until next time, keep moving up. Later. Later.